Attention Nerdy Nights, join Flo, Anders, and me, Colleen, at the well-rounded table for Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. From that Star Wars galaxy far, far away to Outlander Scottish Highlands, we consume it all. Listen along with us each week as we explore the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hello there. I'm Colleen. I'm Daniel. And I'm Flo. We're nerds who love science fiction and fantasy stories. So of course, we love Star Wars. And if there's one thing the internet definitely doesn't have enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So each episode, we journey to a galaxy far, far away to discuss what's new in the Star Wars canon and beyond. This is yet another Star Wars podcast. (laughs) This week, we're returning to that beautiful desert resort, Tatooine, to discuss the first (laughs) and second episodes of the new Disney Plus series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) Let's go. Titled parts one and two. Not very creative on the titling, but that is fine. The episodes are written by Stuart Beatty and Hossein Amini and directed by Deborah Chow, who I adore. Be warned, there will be spoilers for these episodes and basically all things Star Wars because Ben Kenobi is attached to everything. Mm-hmm. And Anders is not here with us today. He'll be back. He is journeying to a actual resort place <laughs> <laughs> that is not in the United States. Anders, we miss you. Drop into right. his DMs if you'd like to know where he is. You can yeah. drop his, D- his DMs at yet another star wars podcast on instagram yes <laughs> you're like wait what <laughs> please all right you two. spam the dms <laughs> are you ready to visit that blade runner planet as long as i've got lola i'm good look i am ready to parkour through these episodes <laughs> hell yes <laughs> all right everyone let's punch it then with our episode recap to start things out all right so episode one opens to a very serene lesson in the Jedi Temple. I was not ready for this to be the opening scene at all. There are some younglings who are learning from their master. So, so cute. And their little little helmets on. But yet, of course, we get to experience the trauma of Order 66 yet again, because the clone troopers come bursting in and our little group of kiddos tries to escape their attackers. We don't see what becomes of them, really. They're running away. Their master is killed. So pretty tense opening. <laughs> Besides yeah, not the what I was expecting. Recap too that we got. I was like, damn, this is going to be intense Oof. really fast. And we'll talk about this more later because there was a lot of uh, controversy surrounding the scene, but we will get there. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. So 10 years after Order 66, the Grand Inquisitor, fifth brother, and third sister, who is named Reva Savander, she actually has a name, which is unusual for the Inquisitors, they find a surviving Jedi on Tatooine. Reva grows impatient with the interrogation and almost kills him. <laughs> like, yeah. Just goes for it, forcing the Grand Inquisitor to stop her, which allows the Jedi to escape. The Grand Inquisitor expresses his disapproval of Reva's obsession with finding another surviving Jedi, Obi-Wan Kenobi who, unbeknownst to them, is also on Tatooine. They're all on Tatooine. They're always on Tatooine for some reason. Makes me wonder why Nari is there. Like, did he feel Ben, or did he just randomly go there? It seems very strange, but we got to start things off some way. They have really good cantinas. I don't know what to tell you. They're not technically under the Imperial uh, control, so that is a good place to hide. Yeah, hut space. Got to be nice to the huts, that's for sure. (laughs) 
All right, so under the alias Ben, which I maintain is the fucking worst name that he could have oh, ever it's given. Himself. Not good. Out of the entire universe, you picked Ben. Okay, anyways. Kenobi <laughs> spends his days hacking away at a dead animal in the desert and watches over young Luke Skywalker. And I wanted to talk about this animal, but I don't know if we should talk about it here or later. It'll be in the um, Easter eggs. We're okay, talk about perfect. Because I have a lot of feelings <laughs> about this animal. Okay. So anyways, he's watching Luke. He is noticing how much like his father, Anakin, Luke is. And this was so sweet. He's sneaking off from Owen to play and he's clearly playing like some sort of piloting. And it's of course in sharp contrast to how we saw Anakin in his pod race, like literally just moments before in Kenobi's memory. So, so cute. Ben gets a sweet toy for Luke from a very sneaky Jawa, but Uncle Owen is not here for gifts from Jedi. He's like, stay the fuck away. They disagree on how Luke should be raised. Owen burns Ben hard. (laughs) This was so tough. About being the one who trained Anakin. He's like, you did a shit job, bro. (laughs) But honestly, tell him, Joel Edgerton. Tell him. Yeah, Joel Edgerton. He is looking really good as Owen. He does. Why does he look so good? What's going on? Anyways, then there's a tense showdown where the fifth brother and Reva show up, but they do not discover Ben, which was really great. Mm -hmm. Ben is haunted by memories of his past. He's unable to communicate with his former master, Qui-Gon Jinn. Even though Yoda said at the end of Revenge of the Sith that he would teach Ben the technique, we're going to find out. Uh, He's going to do it this season, guys. For sure. Uh, Kenobi refuses to help Nari, the Jedi, the Inquisitors are hunting, who find him on his way home to the cave. This was tough. He tells him to live a normal life, but yeah, later we see him hanging in town and not in the good way. Um, Yeah. That was so hard. That was was hard. But also, like, where was he strung up from? Like, he definitely didn't die by his whole His whole body was suspended. I'm guessing they stabbed him and then just hung his body up there. It definitely, like, was not just like, oh, we're going to hang him and then just, like, keep him hung. It was just, like, a display situation. Which would have been scarier if they had hung him. Definitely. (laughs) That would have been that I think they just wanted to avoid that gruesome of imagery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No. It was a good call. Good call for sure. Yeah. But on a much lighter note, uh, we go to Alderaan, where we are introduced to young Leia Organa. It's so much happier. She's running around with her cute little droid Lola. It's adorable. I loved it. And she's doing a lot of climbing trees. Not so much diplomatic duties yet, but we can forgive that. She's only 10, and Mm -hmm. she's still super smart, and she's super cute. So it's amazing. Yes. Uh, she takes down her snobby cousin <laughs> in a savage display of words. Her tone impeccable in it mm-hmm. makes her father proud. Technically, like... she should apologize, but Bale's loving it because I would too. If I was her dad, I'd be high-fiving Leia. That was amazing. Yeah. Um, their conversation, though, is really beautiful where Bale assures Leia that she is an Organa. Um, so they have this sweet, tender moment but Leia still runs away from the party anyway, back outside to play, and she gets kidnapped by a bunch of bounty hunters, including Flea of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, for um, some reason. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he got tired of playing uh, playing in the band, decided to take a job from Reva. Um, so <laughs> that is an interesting play there. Reva hires these bounty hunters to draw Kenobi out because she knows of the connection between Kenobi and Bale. Mm-hmm. And 
Bale and Brea reach out to Kenobi. They plead for him to rescue Leia. He refuses at first, but after Bale shows up in person, he's like, come on, man. She's just as important. And uh, Obi-Wan gets the sense knocked into him in that moment. Thank goodness. It's like, come on. Luke is doing literally nothing. (laughs) He's playing pod racing. He's fine. Yeah, he's okay. His aunt and uncle are taking very good care of him. All right, so for our next episode, Ben is tracking the kidnappers to the planet Dayu, which is a really cool, gritty place, somewhere we really haven't been before. Kenobi encounters conman Haja Estri, which, yes, amazing. Kumail Nanjiani, fantastic casting. He is out there being a Jedi, pretending to be a Jedi and taking people's money. (laughs) I mean, he's helping, but also he's taking their money. Is he helping, though? He was really fucked up. I think he is. Right. I think he really did send them like to a transport and they're going to go to Corellia, but he did. Okay. Well, them first, an of all, amount. <laughs> first of all, you know how obsessed I am with Corellia, but second of all, do you think it's really <laughs> helping anybody to go to Corellia? No, <laughs> like send them somewhere nice. What the it's hell? better than Dayu. Maybe. maybe. I loved Dayu maybe. though. It felt like we're going to talk a lot about how I feel about this being a prequel show, but yes. like this felt so Attack of the Clones, like Death Sticks, Death Sticks, the clubs, yes. we got we got the robot football going on. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. Yes. I love it. Love so it. Much. <laughs> Ooh. Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So Kenobi's like, what the fuck is up with you? <laughs> Yeah. Hasha. So Hasha's like, you know, I can like tell you where to go to try and find this kidnapped girl, but you're never going to get in there. Especially since you look exactly like a fucking Jedi. Exactly. He looked yeah. much more in hiding when he was on Tatooine wearing the blue shirt and no Jedi robe cloak. <laughs> like, dude. What the- yeah, I don't know what he's doing there. And like his lightsaber is just sticking out. Just chilling. Yeah, just, just out. You. Just out. That was about. nuts. <laughs> Ben, he, ben is not making good choices here. No. He somehow is not noticed, though. He sneaks into the club via the bar slash drug den in the back, which I'm sure is really fun for parents to explain to their kids. He defeats <laughs> the kidnappers like with a lot of rough and tumble. He's not used to having to punch people. And he rescues Leia, but he's really bruised up from the, the fight. And she says he looks like a broke down, beat up piece of crap and not a <laughs> Jedi, which is hysterical. Then we have the Grand Inquisitor marching to Dayu. He learns of their presence. He locks down the city. Reva's like, no, like this is my mark. I totally deserve this. She disobeys orders to stand down and places a new bounty on Kenobi, causing mercenaries around the city to like track him and target him and Leia. Not great. When Leia realizes that all these mercenaries are after Ben, she loses trust in him and runs away. And he follows her up to the rooftops, which is another really cool sequence. Yeah. That was dumb as shit. I was like, Leia, what the fuck are you doing? I, <laughs> I mean, she I doesn't could... know. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I beg to differ, but okay. It's a better choice, but she connects the dots really quickly. She's like, wait a minute. They kidnapped me to get you. This is really fucked up. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time, like, what is she planning on doing by herself and die you? Like, I don't know. Right. Whatever. It was right. kind of silly. She's okay. a little impulsive. <laughs> just a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, just a smidge. So with bounty hunters attempting to kill them, including, and we cannot stress this enough, there is an actual dinosaur with a blaster. Amazing. Like, Loved straight it. up. Incredible. 10 out of 10. 
It was Velocipaster out there. It was a highly recommend. So good. I made a very loud noise when I saw that thing. I was in love. It was nuts. (laughs) Just like, did they just like get one of those like blow up Halloween costumes that people stick on? Like what? Yes. (laughs) Between that and the like four-legged Yeti thing that Leia went underneath. I was like, what is happening on Dayu? (laughs) Dayu is a crazy place. So Leia jumps off of a roof. Again, tough choice, our girl. But Ben saves her using the force, which clearly took a lot out of him. Gained her trust, which was great. So then Haja finds them and he directs them to an unguarded cargo port from which they can escape, but is unable to stop Reva from following them. He didn't try that hard. And his mind is probably real easy to get into. Oh, yeah. real, real weak. So then um, Reva reveals to Kenobi that Anakin, who now goes by Darth Vader, is still alive. This was intense, intense shit. This shocks mm-hmm. him since obviously he thought Anakin died 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Although I struggle to think that he wouldn't have felt him somehow through the force, but clearly he's shut himself off. So anyways, yeah. the Grand Inquisitor arrives to arrest Kenobi, but Reva stabs him with her lightsaber, which was great. Love that. Inadvertently <laughs> allowing Kenobi and Leia to escape, which she must have kicked herself. Yeah. And then elsewhere to end this episode, Darth Vader awakens in a Bacta tank. What a way to close that episode. Oh out. my God. It was nuts. I was screaming. I was like, this flow. flow is so excited right now. <laughs> I still, I'm struggling so hard to still like draw the line between Anakin and Vader. <laughs> and like when I see his face, I'm just like, little Annie. <laughs> and I can't, I can't do it. He's so. not little. He's crispy critter Annie at this point. <laughs> he doesn't look that yeah. crispy though. I mean, he looks like a hairless like cat. But he's he's not crispy, okay? <laughs> don't don't put that on him. <laughs> well, he was in the back to take, so he's, he's little, just been singed a little. He's, a little, little he's moisturized for now. You get him out of that back to take. He's gonna he's gonna dry up real quick. <laughs> I'm just gonna keep some Vaseline on him at all times. All Definitely. times. It's like in his helmet, like shooting at his face all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just like a perma mist of Vaseline. Delicious. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, <laughs> now that I have that image in my head, yeah, we are going to move into our overall reactions for these episodes. Holy shit, I'm so happy. Yes. <laughs> I absolutely loved every minute of these episodes. I've heard some critiques that they dragged a little bit, and I'm like, I think it really did a good job showing how monotonous Ben's life is right now. Yeah. And I think they had to show it. They had to show how down he is, how sad he is, mm-hmm. how his life is scraping meat off of a weird carcass out in the sand and then giving little pieces of meat to his EOP, which is adorable and I'm here for it. I loved loved all the performances. The direction was fantastic. Deborah Chow was just so good. And the new Mm -hmm. characters blended really well with our returning faves. I was delighted that though we saw Luke at first, he's obviously not going to be the focus of this show. Thank God. Thank God the action shifted to Leia. I was like, baby Leia! This is the shift I want because Luke really isn't doing anything. He's living his life on the farm in Tatooine. Leia's getting up to shit. Like learning how to be, a, she's had to learn how to be the queen. She has to learn how to be a senator. This is going to be great. And then Bail reminded Obi-Wan, like, no, dude, she's just as important as Luke. 
if not more so. Exactly. Like, let's be fair. <laughs> yeah. Leia, we know what Leia becomes. We know what Luke becomes. Leia is the glue that's holding basically everything together. So yeah, Ben, get your ass off Tatooine and go rescue her. Like, come on. And young Leia, perfectly cast. I love that she's so small. She is nine years old. So she's like close to 10. And her actress's name is Vivian Lyra Blair. And I love that she's named after Lyra from His Dark Materials because that also fits with Leia really well. (laughs) So, so good. The part that I enjoyed the most, though, is that we're seeing Obi-Wan at his lowest. Like, we're used to seeing him quippy and sharp. And he has grieved before. We've seen him grieve Qui-Gon and Satine in the Clone Wars. But this is him, like, rock bottom. He is not doing so hot here. He hasn't connected with the Force in years. He's miserable. He's living life with hardly any human interaction because he doesn't talk to anybody. And there's Owen who hates him (laughs) or doesn't hate him, but it's like, no, dude, we don't want you here. I know you're here for a reason, but we don't want you here. Shouts out to him for being a good pet owner, though, giving little beef jerky slices to his EOP, (laughs) who's a carnivore, which is also a little interesting, but that's, that's fine. I do love that just because one of his highlights was that he was good with animals. So even without the force, it seems like he's still got that little trust thing going. Like he's trustworthy. You can tell that he's someone that you can trust just by looking at him. I think is that very earnest face. Unless you're Anakin and you can't trust him to tell you that you should be able to love people. (laughs) I mean, that was a hard, that's a hard one for (laughs) Obi-Wan and all of the Jedi to be fair. Oh man. Daniel how about I, uh, you I loved it I thought these first two episodes were amazing um, I personally don't understand anyone that says that it dragged on because I thought it was perfectly paced out mm-hmm. the you felt the loneliness the isolation in the first episode uh, you really just kind of understood that hole that he was in um, it's it's a perfect place for us to drop into the story because we get to see him reconnect with his jedi principles over these episodes i assume like seeing him fall back into the man that he used to be so i think just a perfect place for us to start at and it's looked beautiful like i think the direction has been really good it's just looked very like the shots have been great um i i do have some questions on how they filmed the leia chase (laughs) scenes um, those were a little goofy looking, but that is yeah. not anything to do with the actress herself. Like she is great. Mm-hmm. She is doing fantastic. <laughs> Which yeah. fair. Um, that's just one of the the downfalls, you know, working with children. But she is killing it. I want to make that explicitly clear. clear. Mm-hmm. I love this actress. Um, I'm just. I I thought it was a perfect place to leave it at with that emotional cliffhanger. Obi-Wan getting that revelation that Anakin's alive and just the perfect facial acting we were getting from Ewan McGregor like it was spot on and then for that moment of him just to say Anakin and then the cut to Darth Vader so menacing just even in the back to tank yeah uh, like oh shit (laughs) yeah what a great place to just like what a great oh shit moment to leave it on like this is what we got and then you know here you go you can have the rest week by week but they really put all the cards on the table and they they did it right. Mm-hmm. I guess it's going to be a three for three because I <laughs> loved this so much. Okay, so 
it really hooked me from the very first second because give me a amazing montage of just the prequels <laughs> any day of the week. It's like flow, flow, flow. Oh my God. <laughs> I was out here. So to be fair, I watched it on my phone in bed because mm. I was in bed when I saw the news that it was actually dropping early. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. So I watched it all on my phone, but regardless if I had or had not, I would not have been on my phone at all for these episodes. They gripped me like crazy. But anyways, I'm out here looking at my phone and I almost like threw it across the room because I was so excited. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God, it's my boy, Andy, just like front and center again. And I'm just so, so happy. Um, Yeah, I loved every second of it. I loved the sadness, the desperation. I loved being back on Tatooine weirdly even after so much time on Tatooine with Boba but it like kind of felt like coming home because we had just been there and now we're back and it's a different time obviously but like it felt one of a piece in a way because like so much of it was reminiscent of Boba and so I felt like I was just picking up where I left off in the world Mm -hmm. and like I knew where I was and it just felt like very familiar very centering yeah it was so lovely um I do want to talk about the opening scene with the order 66 so when I watched it and I think when the three of us watched it there was no content warning posted Mm -hmm. for anything except for the um like flashing lights or whatever it was like some lights maybe whatever sensitive for photosensitive viewers whatever Mm -hmm. at a later time Disney plus did add a content warning for violence against children following the um tragedy in Uvalde Texas this week I'm gonna be obviously like any school shooting affects me a lot Mm -hmm. I for those of you who don't know I teach second grade Um, I've been teaching for 10 years. My first year teaching was Sandy Hook. Um, So it's, it's been, it's been a tough career to choose and a tough time to be a teacher. Um, So I've cried a lot this week and I've talked with my students a lot and we've had a lot of talks. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do unfortunately teach my students about um, violent incidences and what we would do to respond. That being said, I actually didn't think about that when I was watching this episode. Um, And I don't know why I didn't. I feel like when I'm watching Star Wars, I'm so engrossed in Mm. being in a different place, in a different time, in a different world that I didn't really connect the dots, to be honest, that like this was a violent incident against children. Even though, like, obviously I know that Anakin went in there and slaughtered younglings. but I, I just had never really thought of it like a school shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was like a really interesting thing for me to reflect on in just a different way to connect with Star Wars. Um, so however you connected to it, they did add the content warning. It is up now. Um, it is obviously horrific. I love Anakin, but I do not stand that he uh, did this to children, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad they put it up. I know a lot of people were very upset that it wasn't up before, especially because Stranger Things had put it up. Um, I yes. haven't watched Stranger Things yet, so no spoilers, but um, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it. But I know yeah. they had put their content warning up um, before Disney Plus did. So Disney Plus reacted um, to that feedback. And I'm glad that they, you know, saw that that was an issue and that's something that they needed to do and they did it. So 
Um, and of course, I hope everybody's doing okay and recovering emotionally from um, what we've witnessed this week. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That was so well said, Flo. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. I, unfortunately, I think about it a lot. So. Yeah, it's. I'm. I'm sorry that you you do have to talk about it. I'm sorry that that's something that we have to talk about. But yeah, I'm. I'm glad Disney did step in and put that in because even though I didn't mm-hmm. think about it first thing. I know there's plenty of people that did, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if I didn't think about it. If someone else did, then it's important that they get that warning. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so well done, Disney, for stepping up. Got to step up and do that kind of stuff. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to head into our next section, which is long, (laughs) not as long as some of them get sometimes, but we are heading into our homages, Easter eggs, connections, and callback section. Daniel, do you want to get us started with that first one? This yeah, might be so, Flo why you felt so comfortable too heading ooh, into. I think so. Good point. So this is the first Star Wars Disney Plus show that begins with the signature intro of that a long time ago in a, a galaxy far, far away. So yeah, that that definitely makes it feel like home again. It's like a welcome mat. It's just mm-hmm. like, hey. And We're I will back. say this made I don't know why, but like it stepped up this show. It was like, this is going to be like a movie level show. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Hey, this um, is episode 3.5. Yes. Uh, I love that for it. Um, okay. The name of the Jedi Master teaching the younglings in the opening sequence is Minus Belty. Am I right? Or is it Minus? Might minus? be Minus or Minus. Minus. Sure. Minus. Anyways, Coach Velty crushing yeah. it. We yes. stand the future. Yeah, uh, we haven't we love. seen her. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'm just saying we love her. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I love to keep it short. Just we love. We love. Love. Yeah. We haven't seen her in any other Star Wars content, but she was obviously a badass. Um, she really did did her best to protect those kids. So good job. She was, good job she was amazing. Was she like, was amazing. Girl, like, damn, doing so good out there. But also yeah, those, we those little her. ones, they like, they really followed instructions quick. Yes. Like, yeah, they whoa, they did not give in to fear. Fear leads to the dark side, everybody. It definitely does. Mm. I'm hoping some of them got away. Like, please, right. please, please. I think please. they did. I, I think we saw them because I think we're going to see that they got away. Mm-hmm. That's my hope. I'm hoping, we're hoping for that. Maybe that's where Obi-Wan is heading. Yeah. Is the Jedi kind of recluses out there. Speaking of Jedi and their hunters, we have the Inquisitors. We've seen the Grand Inquisitor, of course, and the Fifth Brother on Rebels, but this is their live action debut. The Grand Inquisitor is a Powan from the planet Utapau. This was the place where Obi-Wan was first attacked by his clone soldiers in Revenge of the Sith. Mm-hmm. The Fifth Brother's race is unknown. We still have no idea what it is. And we don't know him much from outside of Rebels in the Darth Vader comics. In episode two, we also get the fourth sister who is brand new for this series. And I don't think she's been in any other comics content either. Okay, First, I was, I was wondering who that like, was. Like, is that Sarah Michelle Gellar? Is that Sarah Michelle Gellar? Is this going to be the that's seventh sister? That's what I sister? was hoping. But it wasn't, oh. but that's fine. <laughs> oh, if only. Mm-hmm. Uh, so next, we have the Inquisitor's ship, which kind of looks like Vader's castle on Mustafar. So I loved it being the resident ship lover of the group. Yes, I was like, Daniel's gonna fucking love this. Show. Oh, it, it <laughs> as soon as it showed up in the trailer, I was like, love it. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want it in Legos. 
Speaking of ships, I thought it was so funny when Leia was like scoping out ships in the distance. She's like pleasure barge, and I was like, "Oh man, no. I love, I love me a pleasure barge." <laughs> so good. <laughs> yes. Speaking of pleasure, in the tavern on Tatooine, the Inquisitors see lightsaber strikes on the walls, which is like just not very covert, guys. Like no. maybe let's not. Can we Let's get some space stop. plaster? What are we yeah, doing? Cover that shit up. Like unbelievable. Yeah, put a tapestry. Some what art. are we doing? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, some art. Is it that hard? <laughs> it obviously took the story a ways to like travel from Tatooine to yeah. the Inquisitors. They had time for some like refurb on the bar. Come I know on. they need to go like that Tatooine Etsy and get some good shit for their walls. <laughs> some macrame. Like just right. some shit. They've got time to kill. They hey, really pay do. some Tuscans to get some cool local art, like a yes. Bantha skull. Oh my god, that'd be so cool! Right? Some like cool tribal art. Yes. Mm-hmm. God, we Synergy. could have done so better at this covering exactly. up your tracks than Nari did. Rest in peace, Nari. We still love you. All right, next we have the creature that Obi Wan is harvesting meat from. It looks kind of like a giant manta ray kind of creature. We learn mm-hmm. in the book of Boba Fett that Tatooine used to be covered in water. So this creature could be a relic from long ago. It still looks pretty fresh though. Like is sand a good preserver <laughs> of meat? We don't I mean, know. Hey, maybe it's a sand manta ray creature. <laughs> it could be a sand manta ray. It also, some people also said it might be a purgle. I'm like, eh, it doesn't really look like a purgle. Okay. But it could be a space flying creature that crashed there too. I, it looked like slabs of tuna and it made me it want did. sashimi. <laughs> I just need to put it out there just for posterity's sake. Mm. I told my boyfriend that it looked like a sea creature and then I said it looked like a purgle and I my point was not really validated so I'm getting validated right now. <laughs> yes. This looked like a sea creature. Immediately, mm-hmm. I was like, this is obviously a sea creature because it had like the bone structure of a sea creature. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was all about it. Also, maybe let's think about this though. If it was covered in water, maybe it was salt water and the salt is preserving mm-hmm. that meat because the there salt remains in the sand, everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. So good there shit. Go. Good there job, Flo. Go. See, and the sand, the sand dunes are flying around all the time. So this creature exactly. gets exposed. That's what I'm Brilliant. saying, Colleen. That's what I'm saying it. here. It's like manta ray jerky. And it's like a, a mobile meat farm, like yes. harvesting things. So they pop up anywhere. But also if it is a purgle, that'd be really cool. Cause we did get like somebody who said something about a purgle. And I was just like, oh we my did. God, purgles coming back, coming back to purgles. <laughs> They're name dropping the purgles. We know what that means. That's right. <laughs> Man. So not only do we have name drops of Purgles, we also have a sighting of one of the best droids, the Gonk droid. Oh, man. But we can't blame the droid for only getting half pay. It's not his fault. It's the jerk owner. Yeah, that guy sucked. For sure. Really sucked. Uh, Then we've got the town that Ben heads into after work. It's called Anchorhead, which, again, tracks for it being maybe a seafaring town at one point. And he picks up his adorable, what is it? Eopie. 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 Oh my God. It, just, <laughs> it always reminds me of like a little Pokemon creature. Like, mm. Eopie, I choose you. Anyways, <laughs> hopefully he's named her. We hate to see unnamed creatures. 
The Jawa who sells Ben the T16 Skyhopper model also drops the name Anchorhead, and mm -hmm. Ben also goes to Moss Eisley to catch a ship off planet. I should have worn my Moss Eisley shirt for this recording, but I did not. That's okay. We stand Moss Eisley. We do stand Moss Eisley, but den of scum and villainy. That's right. <laughs> so y'all, Ben's living in a cave for real. <laughs> it's it's not really a house. He has some security set up. It looks like a buried astromech droid, which is a tough look for Obi-Wan yeah. and the astromech. It might even be R4, who was Ben's trusty droid from the prequels. I really hope not. I'm like, hopefully this is just like, maybe the droid got busted up, it couldn't fix him, and he's just kind of rigged this thing to go off as a security sensor. This is not Ben's home that we see in A New Hope. So he must move fairly soon after the end of the series, I would think, because he's close to Luke in the cave. And I think at the end of this, he's going to be like, yeah, I need to back off. So he moves to the his hut, his like hermit's hut. <laughs> well, then yeah. he like, lives out on the dune sea. <laughs> Get out oh, of the cave, man. Obi-Wan. Jesus. How That's the mighty have fallen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, man. So we also have a scurrier sighting. No, that is not a womp rat. It is a scurrier. Scurrier, the little little rat guys. The womp that's rat is like weird. huge, <laughs> terrifying apparently. Yeah, yeah, womp rats are gross. Really icky. It's kind of like the R.O.S.S. from the Princess Bride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least it seemed that way when Pelly was wrestling with one. So Uncle Owen, who's quite the zaddy in this to be honest he gets <laughs> shit on a lot a but lot. people get mad at owen and i'm like leave owen alone <laughs> yeah truly come on but he's not wrong when he tells obi-wan to stay away from luke he's the one who's playing the father figure here he's raising luke he's making sure he's okay doing his homework living a good life mm -hmm. luke wouldn't have been so earnest without someone good raising him and like i said joel Edger edgerton looks really hot really good it's a, like just overall, just looking great. Standing down that Inquisitor, like, hot. hey. <laughs> really hot. He like got that real big get off my lawn energy, which I'm here for. He did. He did. <laughs> I mean, his lack of lawn, because he does have a moisture farm, but there's not a whole lot of lawn growing. No lawn. Absolutely <laughs> zero lawn. <laughs> Good job, Rue, though. You snapped up one of the most eligible hotties on Tatooine. Yeah. <sighs> all right next we have leia's outfits they're all so cute she looks adorable they all resemble costumes carrie fisher wore as the adult leia in the original trilogy she has that rebel orange and beige outfit at the beginning which is super cute she looks like she's gonna go be a pilot she's got a maroon outfit that looks kind of like the one leia wore in cloud city in empire strikes back and then of course the green cape with her braids perfect match for leia in Re return of the jedi when she's so in the cute. forest on Endor. Precious. And the gloves. <laughs> she had to get okay. the gloves. <laughs> it's so funny because I had purposefully like not watched a whole lot of like trailers before mm -hmm. I watched the show. I had only mm -hmm. seen the, like the original first teaser trailer. And so I had no idea that there was like even talks of like Leia being in this show. And I know that was like circling around. Mm -hmm. And the second I saw that little girl getting dressed, I was like, that's fucking Leia. And so uh -huh. they did such a good job with the costuming that it was just like, that can be nobody else but Leia. Mm -hmm. It was so exactly. exciting. 
Loved it. So speaking of Leia, she does mention some groups. The I'm sorry if I pronounce this wrong. Aquilian Rangers and then the Mercant Pirates. Uh, so these Rangers are from an early draft of A New Hope, and then the Pirates are from a 1977 Star Wars comic. So it's nice that they're drawing all this, you know, inspiration from the uh, from the old trilogy while we're still honoring all this stuff from the prequels. So nice mix of things there. And they Deep both cuts. sound like baseball teams. So they really do. <laughs> Like, I'm going to make us some baseball jerseys that say Aquilian Rangers. Oh Get ready. Okay, I love that. On Pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Maybe Hondo was once part of a Merson Pirate group. <laughs> he was part so, of their baseball team. Yeah, that's right. right. Mm-hmm. He would be like a pitcher, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, for sure. So we get to see bounty hunter pucks again in this mm-hmm. series, which is exciting. The fifth brother lays one down. It says Nari. 100,000 credits, which honestly seems a little bit cheap. Yeah. Like, I mean, what are we doing Jedi. here? What yeah. tier of Jedi is he, though? He probably was fairly young when Order 66 happened. And Reva does, like, slam him. <laughs> like, that's just trash. <laughs> wow. But, like, yeah, let's go. I mean, like, they I were know. not too stressed about letting him run away. They were just like, eh, we'll catch him. It's fine. Yeah. We got him. It's I mean, they right. did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They yeah. Did, so they really it was did. fair. Mm. They're too good at their job. Yeah. Okay. This part was very cute at the dinner party on Alderaan, where Bray's brother-in-law seems pretty okay with slavery, so long as the Empire lines his pockets. We do see C-3PO and R2 in the background. This oh, was exciting. Is. So cute. They all took them in at the end of Revenge of the Sith, so it makes sense that they're on Alderaan. Then we have Leia's cousin, whose name is Miano Organa. He's an enormous tool. Like, yeah. he gonna blow up, probably, on all the round, too, so. Good. Bye. Yeah. Bye, babe. Chode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did Be you nice say chode? Yeah. Yeah, he was a little chode. <laughs> Be nice to droids. Oh, my God, chode. I love that so much. Yeah, At first, like... she's like, he must have said chow. But no, he's a chode, and I lived yeah. energy. <laughs> he was a little chode. Don't be mean to droids. A million percent. Oh, my gosh. Th- this should be our so, new tagline. You're mm-hmm. a chode if you're mean to droids. I'm putting that yes. on there, too. That's going to oh, be the slogan yeah. of the Aquilian Rangers. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Let's, let's get these shirts made. Immediately. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Leia mentions... Uh, being eaten by a jacko beast whose fur appears in the rise of skywalker and bale also mentions that he wanted to chase purgle when he was young so fun references there i loved that so much because i was finally like i know what a fucking purgle is right (laughs) (laughs) no idea what a jacko beast is no still like i tried to look it up and it was like its fur was mentioned in the rise of skywalker i was like okay And then, like our friend Daniel said earlier, we see Flea, who's from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. He plays the bass. And uh, apparently, he's also a kidnapper. So So he kidnaps Leia. He uh, decided to join up with some thugs, yeah, on the off-season. They're not touring, so he's like, fuck this. And those thugs included a Feline, right? Mm -hmm. Who's great. Yeah, whose race we haven't seen in live action yet. So it's always exciting when we get like new races yeah, put in. I it's really it. just cool. And their people were a lot like 
um, the Tokurudas and mm-hmm. um, the Twi'leks, where they were very beautiful and a lot of them were taken as slaves. Yeah, that's not what you want. No. It's like, oh, poor Felina. Yeah. The one that gets on live action first is going to be a kidnapper. Great. Yeah. Oh, so this part was was kind of sad. Ben did what he told Nari to do when he got to Tatooine. He buried his lightsaber out in the desert. He actually has both his and Anakin's saber in that little box, which he will <laughs> give to Luke in A New Hope. Let me tell you how I screamed. How I screamed. However, mm-hmm. this did actually like bring up a question for me. I'm just going to ask it here, but you don't have to mm-hmm. answer it here if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. I do have a wondering, where is Qui-Gon's lightsaber? Because mm-hmm. at first, like, I obviously I knew there were two lightsabers in the box. And I was like, it was a pretty quick look at them. And I was like, who's the other? Like, and then I realized it was Anakin's, but I was like, could it be Qui-Gon's? Like, did he take Qui-Gon's? Mm. And like, that would have been kind of nice because like nobody else was there for Qui-Gon when, you know, Darth Maul got him. It's uh, true. My guess I'm is that either, I don't remember if it fell down the chute. I don't think it did. So he- I don't think it did. Obi-Wan probably salvaged it and it was in okay. the, the Jedi temple would be my guess. Yeah, I think it probably was stored away in the Jedi temple somewhere and oh Maybe it's we'll crystal it I hope it's crystal didn't get taken for an inquisitor yeah oh that would suck I would not like that, that would be an awful fate for that lightsaber yeah mm-hmm. Ugh. so the kidnappers though they take Leia to Dayu which is meant to have a Hong Kong feel oh my god I was right I was thinking about mentioning that earlier in the episode and I didn't even realize this was in here amazing clearly we're all very prepared (laughs) so i mean hey i am i'm just glad that i remembered this um i think i remember seeing uh deborah chow mention that in an interview uh, leading up to the series and it also has that blade runner aesthetic with all the neon and the smoky surroundings Mm um oh my god just have harrison ford and uh ryan gosling walk out for a shot it doesn't have to make sense. Just do it so I can be yeah. like, oh, love it. Yeah, I love it when they take us to like super gritty areas. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I was all about it. Again, it I'm, a, real. I'm a big Corellia stan, so. <laughs> oh, Corellia, yeah, that's a shit, shit hole. There is. It's my shit no, hole. No, it's Let's so go. beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's great. They are very rich. I mean, they make a lot of shit. Absolutely. Okay. Mm. Colleen, mm. your fave. He's back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Morrison as the clone trooper begging for money. <laughs> I, yeah, exactly. And yeah. he kind of gives Obi-Wan an interesting look after Obi-Wan gives him credits. Mm-hmm. And I definitely thought this too. Is this Rex in disguise or another clone who doesn't have his chip anymore? His armor is from the 501st which was Anakin's group of clone soldiers during the Clone Wars. This was nuts. Honestly, the look was like so, it was so obvious. Yeah. And I was just like, who are you, sir? Like, who do you know you? who this is? Do you know right. that this is Obi-Wan? It, well, yeah. I mean, he must, I was expecting right? something more to happen with that. Me too. But maybe it will later. Maybe it will mm-hmm. later. It has mm-hmm. to come back. Yes. We Everything have to... in Star Wars comes back. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Rex will come back in Rebel yeah <laughs> he will and he's got the beard and rebels so maybe this is mm-hmm. like his bushier version before he trims it down it could be 
Oh, this part was hilarious. Ewan McGregor's <laughs> daughter is just out there trying to sell him drugs. <laughs> this, this is his actual daughter. That's uh, so she, it's so hilarious. I loved it. She offers him Kessel Pure Spice, which is named after the planet Kessel, and another from the planet Belusha, which we have seen in the prequels and in Clone Wars. But I think Kessel is probably the best spice, which is why she says the Kessel Pure. And that spice comes in handy later when he drugs the crap out of the kidnapper. Yeah. But how much would I have paid if he had said, you don't want to sell me death sticks? Oh, yeah. I would have been so happy. You want to sell me spice. <laughs> but he can't. He can't you don't do want to sell me spice. Yeah. But she even if he had, like, what if he had, like, not even, like, Jedi mind tricked it? Just been like, you don't want to sell me spice. Mm -hmm. I would have passed out. That would have been, been very over. good. I wouldn't have been she would have been like, yes, I do. Yeah, I do, actually, right? That would have been <laughs> like, so funny. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to make money. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, get fucked, Obi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, oh, well, my loan shark, hurry up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I love, though, that Obi-Wan just cannot say no to the twins. Mm -hmm. He goes and buys the ship toy for Luke, and then he buys Leia the gloves, <laughs> even though he tells her, you don't need them. But yeah, she did. They were amazing. Yeah. And well, they probably did come in handy when she had to grab that uh that cable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He just caved so fast. <laughs> yeah, immediately. <laughs> you don't need those, the gloves too. <laughs> like you didn't even pause. Oh, it's so good. I love it. Okay, I'm gonna talk about the dinosaur now. <laughs> yes. Okay, so the dinosaur bounty hunter that we're all obsessed with is a Teshar. Yeah? Mm -hmm. I think that's it. Teshar. Teshar. Crushing the game today, everybody. From the that's old going. Expanded Universe comics. And he's actually like a way better shot than Obi-Wan. And definitely mm -hmm. way better than Stormtroopers. And then the droid who chases Obi-Wan is a Lamb series, which we saw in ESB. Mm-hmm exciting stuff so, so i know it's spelled l-a-m but hearing it as lamb series just makes me think that like oh it's a mariah carey fan droid yeah that's it it's just a lamb Touch my body is what it sings as it chases you that's it oh my god oh my god i can't i can't okay anders is gonna make us an edit of that by the way <laughs> yes yes he is so we're here for it. We're here for all of the singing. Oh my gosh. Okay. This one, I was like, what the actual hell? How does Reva know Vader is Anakin? What right. the fuck is going on here? She taunts Obi-Wan in the cargo ship sequence, much like Vader did to Luke in Return of the Jedi, which was yeah. super cool. Cool parallel. We really, we really need to know like how the hell she knows this is Anakin because no one knows like Vader besides the emperor we know that Tarkin suspects and we know that Thrawn pretty much is like yeah you're Anakin Skywalker but no one else really knows that this is him so we have a huge huge thing happening here with Riva I mean it was exciting yeah I have the tinfoil hat theory that I will bring up in a little bit so yeah I think I have an idea I love it. I love it. We love. Oh yeah. So also, just that what we love is Hayden Christensen returning. It was so great. 
the final shot of episode two with Vader in that back to tank, just looking terrifying. Like the 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 look in his eyes, horrifying. It was a perfect way to end that episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, let me tell you, nobody is more excited about Hayley Christensen returning than Yo Girl Flow. Oh, of <laughs> course. Let me tell you, I'm going to tell you something very embarrassing right now. So yes. I work in Pasadena, California. Don't come stalk me. Um, <laughs> or do. I don't know. Whatever. Anyways, Hayden Christensen also lives in Pasadena, California. And every single day when I drive to work, I look at the sidewalks as I drive and I'm just like, today is going to be the day. Today is the day I see Hayden Christensen. Today is the day I pull over and I just like have the best day of my life because I get to talk to Hayden Christensen. It's not happened yet, um, but there was like a hot minute there two years ago where his daughter applied to my school and I was like, this is it. This is what my entire life has been leading up to because I'm going to get to be in a parent-teacher conference with Hayden Christensen. It did not happen. She does not go to my school, so do not look for her there. Um, But man, Hayden Christensen being back in my life is so good. It's so good. This is why I was like, Flo has to be on this podcast because of Hayden Christensen and Daniel has to be here because of Ewan McGregor. (laughs) And Colleen has to be here because she's writing all of this. And also because what if we see Darth Maul? Mm, I don't think we will. Maybe we'll see Sam Witwer. I would be here for that. We'll oh, see. that would make me happy. It would make me so happy. I mean, we've seen Maul, of course, in like the little flashbacky parts. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I would love to see him. I don't think we will because he doesn't find Kenobi until Rebels. Yeah. But I wouldn't hate it if like he was mentioned either. If like we got but a if, name drop or something. <laughs> what if we like see him, but like not with Kenobi? Like what if he's like with Vader? If he and Vader have a fight in this series, I will be really excited. That'd be exciting. <laughs> I would be here for that. Because there's a reason, like, Maul is afraid of Vader in Rebels, so there has to be right. a reason. And I want to know that reason. Maybe this is it. Maybe we're going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was Colleen just coming a little bit. It's- <laughs> Everybody, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that freaking interviewer who was interviewing Hayden and Ewan and was like, I have a crush on Darth Maul. I was like, step off. Like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, are you trying to come for Colleen's man? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I was like, mm, get away from my danger snack. That's right. Whew. All right, to round out our Easter eggs, this, I was so freaking excited. I had to be pointed out this part because I was very tired when the episodes dropped, so I didn't finish the credit sequence. The little boy that Haja helps is named in the credits as Corin. This could be Cornhorn from Legends, who is amazing. I love Cornhorn in the Legends books. He is from Corellia, which is where the boy and his mom are going. And then Luke and Corn would be around the same age here. So his like is a little boy. Makes sense. So this totally could be Cornhorn. I don't think we're gonna get anything more from it. It's at least in this show. But this is like another force sensitive kid who's a really good pilot. He's a, he's kind of a dad Jedi who really has no time for anybody's shenanigans when it comes to the <laughs> yeah. Legends books that I've read with him in them. I would just be so excited if this were like more Legends coming over. Like, yes, just keep it coming. Keep it rolling. Yeah. Especially bringing over characters like that. 
who would be super fun to see in other things. Oh, Very awesome. here for it. Very here for even more Legends content. <laughs> All right. So next we're heading into our questions and predictions section. We're going to go through any questions we have for the coming episodes, what we think will happen next, what we want to happen next. I'll go first. The Grand Inquisitor isn't dead, people. Like he's not yeah. dead. He may look really dead, but he's not. <laughs> in some way, he will be resurrected, whether it's like a new one or something or a clone that's in Rebels. You can't just be like, oh no, he didn't die in Rebels. That would be really suspicious. He is going to be super pissed though when he wakes up. <laughs> so it's either going to be him killing Reva in the end or Vader. I think it's going to be one of the two. I think GI quiz will be in the back to tank for the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. Which would be like, yeah, I don't want Reva to die though. <laughs> I really am enjoying her character. I like that she's kind of the inquisitor that the other inquisitors think is the loose cannon. Like mm -hmm. this is the cop who has nothing left to lose and is just flying off the handle. And if the inquisitors are telling you to chill out, there's something like you really have gone off the deep end. Anders and I were talking about that too. He's like, yeah, she's, she's probably a little crazy. And then I love Haja. Like, I love him. I love him so much. I hope we get more Camille. I don't know if we will. I think we might just be like leaving him on Dayu, but that's all right. I do want to know where Haja sent them. Did he send them to a Jedi refuge? Um, Jedi sympathizers, maybe? I'm very curious where they're going next because I was like, oh, good, he rescued Leia, but now where are they going? Yeah. And I'm very excited to see, especially seeing Leia interact with other people is just gonna be great. I Can't just want her, I want her just to be interacting like a little sass monster with absolutely everyone. Since Anders isn't here, I did want to share his theory that Reva is one of the younglings in the opening sequence, the one that we open on, basically. Mm -hmm. I think that is her, perhaps as a youngling. It's definitely possible. Most of the Jedi who did survive the purge were either very old and very capable or were young Padawans who weren't at the temple. And the others were ones that were young enough to be taken by the emperor and made into inquisitors. So this definitely could be her in this sequence, which would be very sad. Yeah. Especially yeah, it would be. That would be really sad. How the inquisitors were trained by Vader too is just very violent and very, very brutal brutal horrific and she looks pretty good considering what the other inquisitors look like like a lot of them have to have heavy armor and like face masks a lot of stuff covering them she looks pretty intact she doesn't so, have a lot of prosthetics like a lot of them do after having limbs cut off by vader so yeah yeah he just willy-nilly would be like i don't like how your lesson's going today chop <laughs> mm -hmm. all right that seems fine but yeah that is what i'm excited to see i definitely want to see more leia i'd love to see more bale and brea because leia's parents are great and i want to see baru like give baru some screen time yeah Agreed. Mm -hmm. we love her justice for baru mm -hmm. so i really want to know why reva thinks that she's owed something and why these other inquisitors are kind of looking down on her and thinking she's like the lesser of them mm -hmm. um i'm wondering if, if she's angling to try and become vader's apprentice not just an inquisitor which dear that is a 
fatal game to play. Don't ever try that game. Uh, but oof, I I think the idea of her being one of the Padawans from the opening though is a is a good shout, and it could lead to her knowing that Anakin is Vader. Uh, the reason I'm thinking this, she says that she looked into old archives and connected Obi Wan and Bail. Mm-hmm. How would she know how to look into the archives and stuff like that unless she mm. had some experience with it? Also she could have witnessed Anakin there, known he was Lord Vader. Obi-Wan's message in the archives mentions that like a Darth Vader attacks, doesn't it? Like, I don't know. I There's some, there's some credence there where I'm like, I could see her being one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but God, that would be really sad. Um, what, what I do want to see, it would be really neat to have mm-hmm. Obi-Wan and Reva have like a a team up duel against inquisitors kind of mm-hmm. like how obi-wan and asajj teamed up to fight maul and, and savage oppressed yeah in clone wars i think that would be kind of cool because we know Riva's going to be most likely hunted by inquisitors now that she attacked the grand inquisitor yeah. uh so if they have to do something like that to survive and then like go back to fighting each other i think that would be a fun little little moment to have um i do hope she doesn't die it would be nice maybe if she leaves as like an anti-hero or mm. kind of like a off to do her own thing i hope she doesn't die but knowing vader's track record with inquisitors it's not great no. um also i just i really hope that they don't play out some big surprise like oh, the grand inquisitor survived after all because right. anyone who has watched rebels we know what's happening yeah. so that i just i hope they don't drag that out for too long um other than that yeah i'm just i don't really have too much to theorize about or anything i'm just excited to see where it goes so excited. i'm yeah. thinking that reva's gonna blame the grand inquisitor being down but on obi-wan and he's gonna be in the back to tank because in the trailer we do see them going to the inquisitors like headquarters Fortress, yeah and i think she's there so i'm guessing she's like oops i guess obi-wan stabbed the Grand Inquisitor, oh no. <laughs> and he's not in any state to say anything until later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. Um, I am just really excited to see where the series is going because I'm obsessed right. with it. Mm-hmm. I think my number one prediction for this show is that we are going to get a lot of very sentimental moments of Obi caring for these twins And not only just caring for them, because obviously, like, we know that he does care for Luke quite a bit. We have not seen him as much with little Leia, but now we are, which is so exciting. And we had this very touching scene that we haven't really talked about where he talks to Leia about what we assume is Padme. Yeah. And I cried, which I don't cry very often (laughs) watch Star Wars, but like, it was so sweet. It was amazing. And so my main hope is that we get a lot of Obi talking to Leia about her parents, about Padme, about Anakin, about like that her parents loved each other very much. And that like, you know, it was like a very sad situation that her mom was super strong, that her dad was very willful Mm. and also very strong in the force and just like, 
I just want to see all of that. Like these kids never met their parents. I mean, Luke meets Vader and I guess Leia meets Vader, but they never met Anakin, but Obi did. And he can pass that on to them and just tell them that, you know, he was a good guy that, you know, he was my boo. Um, So that's what I'm hoping for. I'm just hoping for those little moments where we get to see prequel Clone Wars era Padme Anakin just through Obi-Wan and his description of them too Mm -hmm. um maybe both kids but definitely Leia yeah um I don't have a ton of questions besides when am I getting a full Vader episode (laughs) (laughs) very curious and I wish that they would do like a full Vader episode where we could just be like here's what Anakin is up to at this time um just because that's really what I want to see like and I want to see a lot of like his inner struggle like I Mm -hmm. wanted almost like Kylo Ren level like Anakin struggle Mm -hmm. because although like obviously we got that in episode three but we haven't seen it since like since he's like fully in the dark side like I don't know I think it's gonna be exciting I am curious if Obi-Wan and Vader are going to see each other this season will Vader also see Leia I'm gonna guess that he probably won't won't see Leia I think they are okay side question Mm -hmm. do you think Leia will see Vader maybe because that could be different yeah yeah Ooh. She could definitely. That would see be him. so amazing. I would die. <laughs> that oh, that potentially could. I don't know. Like if she's hiding. Oh. Yeah, if she's like, yeah. I'm like picturing her like hiding behind a rock and just mm-hmm. like catching a glimpse of him, and it's just like, holy shit, girl, that's your dad. Oh, <laughs> man. that would be wild. That would be oh. nuts, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm hoping for. Ooh. I'm hoping for that. I'm hoping for all those like extremely emotional like father daughter even if they're not together kind of situations. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. Anyways, it is so it. sad. That it is so Anakin sad. It's such a tragic time. Yeah. Yeah, that would wreck me. That would <laughs> yeah. wreck me emotionally. But I want to be wrecked. Wreck me, Obi-Wan this, Kenobi. This series? <laughs> mm, yes, indeed. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. This series is going to be a rough even one, so. I think, when it comes to tears. <laughs> I'm ready. I've never been so ready. I really hope like maybe Corky will show up from the Clone Wars. That would be cool <laughs> if he was part of like the Jedi sympathizers <laughs> or early resistance. I would be. So here. here's the other question though. Are we getting Satine? I sure hope we get at least a name drop or okay. a reference to her. We don't need like a full on flashback, but sure, it would sure, be sure. very cool. Then she'll get mentioned. Him, yeah. To hear him talk about her. Well, so then where do you think he's like, where would he take Leia where they're going to talk about her? I don't know. That's why I'm wondering. Because he's like, not going to take her to like Mandalore. No, no. I'm thinking like he might be taking her to some secret place and maybe Corky's there and he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a priest. Mm-hmm. And Obi-Wan's like, when were you? Uh-huh. <laughs> how old are you? Yeah. How Wait a second. Are you? Let me, let me see this situation. They're going to start singing. <laughs> <laughs> I would be very here for that. (laughs) This is the crossover we never knew we needed. It's Obi-Wan on a boat. (laughs) If I start hearing some ABBA play, I'm going to be freaking out. Thank Mm -hmm. you for 
about the music. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> Somebody make that immediately. Disney Ooh, Plus, call me. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, well, I think on that note, we're gonna go ahead and call that because that is just absurd. I, you know what? Can we have that happen, please, Disney? Uh, but in the meantime, everyone, thank you for joining us today. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at YASWpod. Follow us wherever you get your podcast and hit that subscribe button. Uh, you can check out our previous episodes on the main Star Wars films and on Star Wars Visions. Check out all the offerings in the Forgotten Entertainment family at ForgottenEntertainment.com. You can also find Colleen and Flo on the Bohemian Geek Studies podcast and Colleen's Star Wars book reviews on BohemianGeekStudies.com. And join us next time when we take a look at the next episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi, probably titled The Very Imaginative Part 3. Uh, until then, <laughs> don't try to debate with young Leia because you're going to lose. Mm -hmm. And keep those red sabers up. Cool. See you later. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>